but go look at that post and then listen to this podcast and you'll be like, those are two completely different things <laughs> because I was living in bliss this morning, innocence, complete innocence. When I got home though, Andrea did say, hey, like here's what is going on. And uh, maybe you can share a little bit about what was going on. Welcome to the See the Miracle podcast. We are going to do an episode now on week two of Christmas break. Yeah, so we're just ending Christmas break. And so this will be our last episode that we will do while on Christmas break because on Monday, the kids are all going back to school. Hallelujah. It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah, there's like that song, right, that talks about mommy and daddy wishing the kids to go back to school. <laughs> and I've been thinking about that song a lot this this Christmas break. <laughs> I would say that um, we've been home, what, 10 weeks or so now. I would say that this week for Andrea has been the hardest week. Is that fair? Yeah, I think I think so. It's just been a little hard. It's been, well, for one thing, like, it's a long break after Christmas. We've had this, we had Christmas, New Year's, and then we've had this whole full week of just like the kids home. So we've tried to plan activities and things to do. And it is really, really hard to do activities with 11 kids all at the same time. It's hard to keep them all entertained all day. Let's, <laughs> let's not even think ahead to two and a half months of summer right? when they're here. Let's, let's just not even go there yet. No, I keep telling Brady, like, I just focus on today. And then every night I'm like, I survived another day. (laughs) (laughs) I live to tell the tale. So um, I would love to ask you, and again, to our listeners, the purpose in us doing this podcast, especially right now, is we're right in real time living this real life adoption experience that is very fresh and new and raw in its own way. And maybe we still haven't even processed it all. We haven't even processed it. And maybe we probably haven't even hit the hard parts yet. (laughs) But we are doing this just more than anything as documenting and sharing as we go in hopes that it helps, in hopes that in some way, shape, or form, those families that are considering adopting will be able to listen to this and say, you know what? we can do this or that those families that are right in the throes of it as well can relate and we express empathy towards you that it's a beautiful thing but it's like the most beautiful hard thing that we've ever done as well and so we just want this to be a resource and a tool and so we speak openly in this podcast about the good things and also some of the bad. For sure, yeah. So hopefully we don't get judged by the things we say on these on these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> we are probably won't. not always right. <laughs> yeah, we definitely put the disclaimer. We are not experts, nor do we act like we are experts. We are just doing the best that we can with with what we're we're working with right now. Yeah. So, um, what would you say, Brady? Have been like the hard things for you this week, or have you just been so happy that you've been going to work? Um, I have had a good week because I have been going to work every day. I actually was laughing really hard today because Brady did this podcast like on his way driving <laughs> no, to work or not a, podcast, a sorry, a post I meant <laughs> on his social media where he was driving to work and he's like, yeah, it's all good. It's all awesome. And I was home today thinking this is not all good. Like, where is he? <laughs> I actually called him today after a little blow up that we had with all the kids. And I'm like, can you please come home? <laughs> 
I, I admit I have been living a little bit in innocence because I have been at work, you know, working every day, you know, eight to six or whatever, eight to five thirty. And so I have not seen what has transpired here at the house. Um, and I would say if it's super comical, you should go lit or watch the post that I did today. Today's the sixth, sixth, fifth. I don't know. But go look at that post and then listen to this podcast and you'll be like, those are two completely different things <laughs> because I was living in bliss this morning. Innocence, complete innocence. When I got home though, Andrea did say, hey, like here's what is going on. And uh, maybe you can share a little bit about what was going on. Sure. So for the last couple of days, like I said, we've had all the kids home. So we've tried to plan things that we could go do like on Wednesday, we went up to Cache Valley and together and we went and visited my grandma and we just like, it was just hard, like on the way up there, like it's hard getting everybody to get ready on like by the time that we want to leave and get everybody in the car. Can you share specific on that? Okay. So here's an example. Like we kind of talk to the kids the night before and tell them the plan for the next day and say, okay, we're, we know we need everybody in the car by 930 because we're We have to be somewhere at 10. So that means like you have to be dressed and ready, have breakfast eat, and be in the car at 930. But it's just been really hard because like 930 rolls around and you know, before 930, even I'm like trying to get everyone, okay, come and eat. Okay, come and do this. Let's do everyone's hair. Let's get everyone dressed. Let's tie everyone's shoes. Let's all get in the car. And then at 930, when we're supposed to be getting in the car, some of them are like, oh, I'm going to go get in the shower. And then they shower for 20 minutes. So we have to sit there and wait for another half an hour. So that's like one frustration is we are not all on the same time zone here. <laughs> Colombian standard time is different than Andrea standard time. Yes. And then, I mean, luckily I went to BYU Hawaii and I learned about like, you know, just being laid back and not worrying about time. But I grew up in Utah, and so, like, I really like having just a schedule, and I do not like being late for things, so it's a challenge for me. Talk to me about the the car. And so we have this big old Sprinter van, Large Marge, mm -hmm. as we've named her. It's a blessing because we can all be together, but it's, it's also, also a, curse. a little hard. <laughs> so the, I, I can't remember if we shared this already or not, but it is hard because you know, when I'm driving the van, I have 10 kids that all want to sit in the front seat up in the front next to me. And it's so funny because I keep telling them, I'm like, why do they make this car this way? They should just make it so there's 10 front seats so you can all sit up front. And they think that's really funny, but they love to fight over the front seat. So it's kind of ridiculous because they will try and like get in and push each other off the seat. And we've talked a little bit about how the youngest one like thinks she's the seat boss and wants to tell everybody where to sit. And we've had some issues with that. And then also what has gotten progressively worse is the music battle because they want to listen to music, especially because there's a lot of teenagers in our family right now and they all have an opinion, a strong opinion about what music we listen to. And they, you know, the Colombians want Spanish music and the other kids do not want Spanish music. And so it's just like a battle every time we get in the car. And my blood pressure, like right now, when I know I have to get in the car with them, it just goes like I can feel it rising because I know like what is coming and it's not fun. So I try and like find compromises like all the way up to Cache Valley and back home. We took turns, like every kid got to pick a song and we just worked through everybody, you know, around and around. But that's also kind of annoying because... The DJ, you know, like if the DJ is not doing good in the 
in the front seat, it's just like, you know, a lot of conflict while you're trying to drive. <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, I hate to keep going back to this, but we have a trip planned in June to go to San Diego. Yeah, which we're, I think we need to reconsider. And drive large Marge down there with all of the kids. Um, that's probably what, a 12-hour drive, 10-hour drive? I think the only way that we're going to make it is if we give them all a personal electronic and headphones and just be like, veg out the whole way. And I'm actually willing to do that, which I know you won't be willing to do that, but I'm totally willing to do that. I'm going to have to ponder that one. <laughs> yes. So let's see. What else? Um, so share share about what happened today. Um, you went to the aquarium. Oh, well, yes, so we've been trying, like the kids have wanted to go to the aquarium, so we planned that Friday would be our day to go to the aquarium. We, we've we talked about it. We've also been trying to get them on a little bit better schedule because they've been like staying up way late and like not wanting to get up in the morning. And so that's kind of a challenge because, you know, they've been, they've been getting up like at lunchtime and then complaining that they didn't get breakfast. And I'm like, breakfast was like four hours ago. You know? Honestly, <laughs> so, they're getting up at noon. Yeah, they're getting up at like 11, 30, 12. So um, on the days that we have to go somewhere, it's like hard getting them up out of bed. And so like we've been trying, you know, we had this this trip on Wednesday, on Thursday morning, I was trying to get them up. And today I'm like, hey, we, today we're, or on Friday, we're supposed to be at the aquarium at 10 o'clock. So I'm like, that means we need to leave again at 930. We need everybody ready by then. So please don't stay up late again. And I had asked them all like, who's coming? So I like pre-bought the tickets the night before. And then this morning, there were some of them that were excited that were up and getting ready. And then there were a few that just did not want to get out of bed. And so I was a little frustrated because I'm like, look, like we've already like planned this. We already got the tickets. We need to go. And so I was trying to like push him to get out of bed. They were not liking that. And so anyway, it just didn't start off on a super great foot. There, there was one child in particular who just was like not getting out of bed. So I finally made up my mind. I was like, okay, I'm not going to like force her. Like she can stay here. It's probably better if she stays here anyway. So we get everybody ready. We're getting out in the car. And then this child comes like running out in her pajamas, hadn't eaten breakfast, was like, don't, don't leave me. I'm ready. I'm coming and gets in the car. And, and immediately like we're having this fight over the music. And Mason is just like throwing a fit because He's like, I can't take it. I can't listen to any more Spanish music. I hate it so bad. <laughs> like, and then, of course, like the other four like hear him saying that, so they totally gang up, and all four of them are like, only Spanish, no English. And they're like having this battle. And so I'm like, okay, how about no music? And Mason's like, yes, yes, thank you. I don't want to listen to music. And so then the other kids are like, oh, you're just doing what he wants to do. Like, we want music and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, okay, this is the plan. We will have three minutes of silence with no music. And then we'll have three minutes of Spanish music. And of course, so Mason's like, yeah, I'm good with that if we start with the silence. So we start with the silence and the kids are just like yapping, just like giving them a hard time about it the whole time. And they're just saying like, Mason is feo, Mason is this, Mason is like all these words that I don't even know in Spanish. And I'm like, guys, I'm like, you gotta stop. And so I'm kind of like getting after him and they're like just not happy. And so then when the Spanish music comes on, Mason starts being annoying to them. And then they're all mad because they can't hear the music because Mason's talking and being annoying. And it just is like escalating and going on and on and on. But finally, and you can just see like, I don't know, you can just feel like the tension. And I'm like trying to like do my best to like compromise and drive. And I'm thinking, 
I actually don't want to take any of them in here. And if I hadn't just paid over $200 to go to this dumb aquarium, I would turn the car around right now and go back and be like, (laughs) go to your rooms and have fun today. You know, like, I don't want to take you. Like, why are we doing this? It's supposed to be fun, but it's not fun. And by the time we get to the museum, like, that's the vibe that I'm feeling. And so luckily we were meeting some friends there at the museum. So that kind of helped, like, relieve the tension. Like, we were able to go in and meet our friends and we kind of like start to spread out at the museum but of course the one that had just rolled out of bed gets there and is like this is stupid this is boring I just want to go home and is like pulling on my arm and like trying to get me to leave and I'm like no like we came here to have a good time go look around go have fun we're staying here we're not leaving and so it's kind of like just back and forth and and the kids like they they're like liking it but also they're like frustrated because like everything is in English like the all the stuff that you read about the animals to know what they are and everything it's all in English and so they're like getting mad about that and I'm trying to like tell them what things are and explain it to them and mostly they're just like I don't care that's stupid whatever you know no no response and so so it wasn't but it was like okay because we still had like our friends and so and so it was like fun to talk to the friends but I was trying to like not ignore the kids too and I don't know it's just like kind of just like a strenuous day, I guess, at the the aquarium. Jamie and her girls came. Yeah, so so that was good because she's always a good stress reliever friend. And she's so fun. And then, um, and then, what? Oh, so, and then, oh, and then we saw my cousin actually was at the museum and he was there with two of his friends from Chile that speak Spanish. And so we saw them and we got like so excited and we were like saying hi and they wanted to meet the kids. And it's just so funny because the kids are already in this mood where they're like, we don't really care. Like we're tired, we're hangry, whatever. And so I'm like, hey, come meet my cousin, come meet the friends. And they just like walk off and like won't even like talk to him, or, like give him the time of day. So I'm like, okay, like I get it. Like, sorry guys. Like, you know, I'm just explaining to him like they're, they're just kind of tired today and they're just kind of off or whatever. And, um, so it's fine. Like we go on our way, we go through the museum and we're trying to like make things interesting and trying to have a fun time and it is fun and every once in a while I catch them like having a good time or like interested in something but as soon as they see me look at him they're like disinterested walking away (laughs) so I'm like okay I don't know what is going on here but finally we get to like the the shark place tunnel it's kind of at the end of the museum we've gone through all the other exhibits and and the shark tunnel is just impressive. It doesn't matter who you are, right? So, like, we get in there, and it's good for a minute, and they're, like, kind of in awe of this, this shark tunnel that you walk through or this ocean tunnel thing. And so that was cool. And then we get out of it, and as soon as we get out of it, they're like, come on, let's go home. And I'm like, okay. So we start leaving, and then, of course, there's the cafeteria and the gift shop that you have to walk by to leave. And so we, we go, and they see there's like cookies and treats and cake pops and all this stuff in the cafeteria. So they're like, we want cake pops. And I'm like, no, let's just go home and have lunch. It's lunchtime now. And so they're all disappointed about that. And then same thing, like trying to get through the gift shop with 11 kids is a joke. Like, I mean, I know why they put that gift shop there, but it is not fun for parents, right? To have to be like, sorry, we're not getting you that $40 puppet that you want. And we're not getting everybody a stuffed animal. And we're not, you know, like you have to say no, like, 100 times either that or I don't know I guess you could just like get him stuff but I didn't I'm glad you didn't (laughs) something that is 
Andrea is very much a non-confrontational and somebody that is a peacemaker. And so in circumstances like that and things that she's explaining right now, this is extremely difficult for Andrea. For me, it it's just no. <laughs> you know, it's no. And, and when they ask again, it's like a chuckle and like kind of laugh like, no, and they and they get it. It's just done. With Andrea, they have learned that they, if they are persistent and persistent and persistent, sometimes she will give in, which is your Achilles' heel. It's your strength. It's your superpower, but also it's a little, a, a little bit of a weakness in this circumstance. So I, I get it. I wish I was there with you to reinforce the the no, but I was not. But we made it. We. We got out and thankfully, you know, we had Celeste there and Jamie. So I had lots of help and we get out and we look around and they're like, Hey, let's go to the car. And I'm like, Oh, we don't have Willow and Livy actually. You lost and them. so they were still in the gift shop playing with toys that they had taken down off the shelves. And so I go in to get them and it's just so funny. Like it, it took me like five more minutes to get Willow out. Cause as she's walking out, like everything she sees, she has to like touch and play with. And it's just so hard to leave, but we finally made it out the door and we, by the time that, um, that we got out, like out through the little spin gates and everything, I look down to the van and I see Mason and Rocio in the front. So I say to Jamie and Celeste, I'm like, oh, it looks like Mason and Rocio are already duking it out for the front seat. And so we kind of laugh about that. And then we go to get in the van. And sure enough, that's exactly what was going on. They're both in there. Like Mason's in the seat and Rocio's standing up, like trying to pull him off the seat and trying to get him to go in the back. And he's like, no, I was here first. Like I'm sitting here. Not not in like a joking way, I gather. <laughs> so, well, at first they were in like a joking way. But then I was like, okay, guys, I'm like, I need you to go sit down. And I'm like, I need you both to get in the back so Celeste can sit in the front. And they're just like, not having it like they're in their own world they're already doing their own thing they don't care what I'm saying and I'm like you guys I need you to go get in the back and Celeste is such a peacemaker she like climbs in the back and she's like I'm good I'm fine and I'm like no I'm like we can't go anywhere until everybody sits down and takes a seat and they're just like I don't even know they're just like going off at each other and finally Rocio and Mason like I don't know Rocio was like I'll go sit down if you come back there with me and Mason's like yeah I'll take you back there and you know they're like saying things to each other and they think they're on the same page but they're not and so they both like kind of start walking back there and they're they're like holding hands like they're being these cute friends and Mason thinks he's escorting Rocio back and that he's going to come up well when they both get past the front row of seats Sandra comes up into the front seat and Mason just loses it and just like starts bawling and screaming and is like I hate this I I hate my family I hate having all these siblings like I I never get to sit in the front seat I've sat in the front seat for like two months and he's like just like losing it and this whole time like Hiro is just like he yapping yap 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 just like I don't even know what he's saying but he's just like you can tell he's just mocking Mason like he's just calling Mason names and he's mimicking what Mason's saying in this high whiny voice and he's just like he's just making like all this noise and he's just like it's not good right he's just like adding to the tension and like John's asking for Spanish music already and I haven't even like started the car and nobody's in there like standing up and like nobody's sitting down and so I'm like you guys I'm like you need to sit down and I'm like Mason's trying to get in the front and Sandra doesn't know like if she should go in the back or not and she's saying stuff and I like can't even hear her because Jairo is yapping and Rocio's crying and Mason's throwing a tantrum and they're all just like being crazy and 
Um, and then Rocio like goes into her big fit that she's been having lately where she's like, I hate it here. I just want to go back to Columbia. I don't want to be here. And she like goes to get out of the car and I lock the doors because we've had a lot of experiences with her like jumping out and everybody has to wait for her. And so I lock the doors and I'm like, you're not getting out. I'm like, you're staying in the car. And Hyro's just like still piping off. So I look at Hyro and I just like run my finger across my lips and I'm like, Hyro, zip it right now. I'm like, you're not helping anything. And when I said that, he just starts bawling. And, and so Sandra just like as soon as Rocio had started going off she had just started bawling too so now I have like Sandra's crying Hyro's crying Cooper starts crying Mason's throwing a fit Rocio's like throwing a fit and so I just like I'm like seriously like what is going on here like I don't even remember for sure what I said but I just remember I was like I was like you guys I'm like this is not working for anybody I'm like it's hard for everyone and like if we don't work as a team like this is not gonna work but like this is our new normal this is our new family like we've got to find a way to make this work and I'm just kind of like going off on my own spill because I'm just like trying to not like really give them a piece of my mind like I want to but I am like yelling at them and so so finally they all like at least sit down somehow which I don't even know and except for John he's like still standing up trying to get me to play music and I'm like what is going on like do you not understand anything that I'm saying John (laughs) John refused to sit the whole way as a as a it's kind of like, like his rebellion thing. his rebellion thing that if you don't play music I will not he sit will just down stand up. so I'm like whatever stand you know and so finally I'm like we're going and so during the fit thing Rocio like goes crazy and she just like comes at me and so I like grab her arm she just comes at me like swinging her hands you know like like she's gonna hit me so I just grab like both of her wrists and I hold them up I'm like Rocio like you can't do this and like Sandra's just sobbing and like like she finally Rocio finally goes and sits down or something I don't even know what happened but finally somehow they all kind of like it's just crying in the car at this point and everyone's kind of but it's like kind of calmer because at least everybody's not like yelling and going crazy and so I like start to pull out the parking lot and I heard called Brady and I was like Brady I'm like I need you to come home like now and he's like okay like I'll come home what's going on and I'm like like everybody's fighting nobody's getting along like come home and he's like okay I'll, I'll be there in a few minutes and so we get home and by the time we got home so like a couple of them cried most of the way home because they were so sad and and I was crying on the way home too because I'm like this is so crappy I'm like I just feel bad because I feel bad for all of them like like I feel bad for the Colombian kids because this is so hard and it's so out of their element and like they had not a lot of say in like their lives so far right like how they've gone so like I feel bad for them but I also like feel bad for the other kids because I'm like like life was already kind of crazy as a family of seven and we have just added to that and like so I feel guilt right because I've already had three of my kids tell me that I've ruined their life and so it's just like kind of kind of hard in those moments but it's also like slightly comical so that's always good because you're just like what circus what zoo am I living in like (laughs) what is going on here um we finally like make it home and and by the time we get home like Rocio is fine like she just jumps out of the car like nothing happened but poor Sandra is still like crying and trying to to get over it and so I like come in I'm like okay we're gonna make hamburgers and french fries for everybody because everybody they love french fries like everybody all my kids love french fries so I'm like we'll make all my french fries so I start making all that and we make all that and like after the first round of them eating that they were like 
good and better and they were like still hungry we had like two rounds of hamburgers and fries and then they finally were like all appeased and good and then brady came home and he's like there's nothing wrong here (laughs) this is so unique to hear because like i said I've, i've been at work we've had a pretty busy week and i could sense that Andrea was frustrated when she called me, but I didn't really have the details. And so I wrapped stuff up and come home and walk into a a kitchen of French fries and kids are happy and fed and just hanging out like normal. And I'm like, everything seems fine. (laughs) He's like, I'm going back to work. (laughs) I've I've got some more stuff I should probably do. (laughs) Seems like you got it under control. But I had no idea until tonight when Andrea shared with me what those details were. And yeah. So it's just kind of funny because Brady often gets blindsided by like, like I call him in my moments of frustration. I'm like, Brady, like I need help. And then like by the time he gets here, like the wave has passed, right? So that's one thing that I was telling Brady is like there's just so many waves with this adoption stuff because you just feel like this huge wave of like overwhelm and like all the like intensity and it just comes like crashing over you and you're like, help. But then like by the time help comes, like that wave has passed and you're like, okay, like we're treading water here. We're treading water. We're good. And then like before you know it, you know, like everybody's playing in the water and it's great and it's fun for a little bit. But then all of a sudden, here come those waves again. Yeah, it's true. It is true. Absolutely true. I can say I'm thankful that school starting up. I, I'm nervous. I have I, no I idea actually, how that's going to work. Like, no faith that we will actually make it to school on the first day. Like I, uh, I'm we kind will. of planning that we probably won't based uh, on how things We will. Going. We will. We're going to, we're going to prep and I'm going to get super. It'll take a miracle. Yeah. I, I'm going to get them up super early and <laughs> yeah. uh, we will be ready. It's going to take a little bit of effort, but we'll, we'll be ready for it. I am thankful that the routine will start back up and, and they'll be going. Yeah. So also one thing that I just wanted to mention that I was talking to Brady about earlier is like, like I feel like with this adoption stuff that like the communication is just super frustrating because like I can't say to them all the things that, you know, like reasoning for things and like why we do what we do and why I'm thinking what I'm thinking, you know, and want them to do what I want them to do or whatever. And so that's like a huge frustration, but also I feel like there's this disconnect where sometimes they feel like, well, if I just like act horrible, like maybe they'll send me back. And so I told Ray, like, we need to have a conversation with them or like meaning Brady because he speaks Spanish and needs to say this to them in Spanish and be like, like, this is it. Like, we are your family now. Like we're your family forever and we're not going anywhere because we're your, like, we're your family. And so in our family, like when things go bad, like then we just have to find a way to fix it. Like we have to find a way to work together to make it better because like, this is it. This is our family. Like this is the way it is. And so we just have to like find ways to make things work because I feel like there's still just kind of that attitude of like, well, if, you know, if it's not working, if things are horrible, then like, just send me back. Like, just like, you know, it's not going to, yeah. Like send us to a different family, but like, you know, we got to explain to them somehow lovingly and not the way that I just said it, but like nicely, you know, that like, that's not like, that's not how it is. That's not like the plan. Like we're not just like trying this out. Like we're going to work together and we're going to find a way to like make it work. And I would say last week uh, when we had our family meeting, 
we did express that we and we shared with them and and we touched on that and so i think it would make sense to reiterate that i i actually don't think that consciously they're thinking that yeah i don't think so i would think think that yeah subconsciously you know they were in what six different foster homes over seven years and in each home there was some disruption there was things that transpired that just caused them to, okay, like start over, we're going to a new home and we're going to start over. And so I would envision that it's just subconsciously in, you know, planted in their, in their mind that that's the pattern that when things get really rough or extreme things transpire with just not getting along or whatever it may be that we'll, we'll go to a different family. And I know they're not thinking that or even trying that necessarily, but um, I do think that that's something that we should reiterate. And when we talked to him about it last week, we talked about, you know, when you guys are adults and, and you have your own family, we'll still be your parents. We'll still be there for you. We will still want to be with you. And we used the example of Andrea's parents and my parents that have come and stayed and have the relationship. So I do think we need to reiterate that for sure. I want to say hats off to Andrea. She is a superstar. She has weathered the storm well um, with this break. Well, but well, you weathered. You've survived it. You've survived another day. It's it's hard to say what the future will bring. I do feel optimistic about it. I do think that um, this is, as we've said before, um, such a beautiful, hard, probably like the most beautiful, hard thing we've ever done in our lives. There are those tender moments and those tender mercies that we see when they are playing and they are just getting along so well or they give us a big hug or they tell us that they love us. And there are some awesome, awesome things. But like we just shared, there's also some pretty rough things as well. And that's just part of adoption. That's part of life in general. Yep, it is. So it's good to like be able to just like share these things and it's like therapeutic I think too for Brady and I to be able to talk about these things. It's pretty entertaining as well to hear this these experiences. I know I will have my own experiences to share that you'll be able to just sit back and kind of chuckle a little for bit sure. at but you're doing a great job honey. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. Okay. We will tune in next week and share how it went with going back to school. Can't wait. See you later.